Welcome to Notes from the North with Kyle and Sam. Welcome back to Notes from the North, your go-to Minnesota Vikings podcast. Before we get started, we want to offer our thanks to purpleptsd.com and Vikings Territory for giving us a chance to post our podcast there. Be sure to go check out the great Vikings coverage over at purpleptsd.com. And Kyle and Sam back here to talk about a week one victory over the Packers. Uh, Kyle, you were thankfully wrong on this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wonderfully wrong. Um, I thought the so the main thing I was nervous about was um, the Packers defense. Right. And there were some moments where Kenny Clark was really disruptive and, um, you know, the, the defensive front, front was really disruptive. But their secondary couldn't really hang with the Vikings receivers, especially Justin Jefferson, who obviously, you know, I'm not saying anything uh, overly sophisticated here. Jefferson was just excellent. And I think there were several moments, Sam, I imagine you had the same response. I was thinking that my wife, who was kind of in and out of the game, she was making supper. You know, she saw a different one. And like, how in the world is he so open? You know, just, I know it's week one. And I know that maybe the Vikings are hard to prep for and that you don't have a ton of film. Like, what's the Kevin O'Connell offense going to look like? Well, we have, in some ways, no idea because we've never actually seen him, you know, be the head coach and then have full control over an offense. Like, I know you could maybe study the Rams' tendencies and then maybe make some educated guesses. But even with all that in mind, that maybe it was tough to prep, in that we don't really fully know what an O'Connell offense will look like. Uh, there were several moments we were thinking, how in the world is Justin Jefferson this wide open? I mean, it's no secret at this point. He is, at worst, top three wide receiver in the NFL and probably going to get better given that he's only 23. And uh, wow. You know, wow. Like that, that one, the one touchdown is long. Or rather, I don't know if it actually ended a touchdown. It was a long uh, catch. And he turned around and he kind of like took a step back, like kind of expecting a Packers player to try to tackle him. And he almost looked startled that no one was there. I don't know if you can remember the play I'm talking about, Sam. But it's like, was, he, it's like he couldn't believe it that he was so open kind of thing. Yeah, I was going to refer to the same play. And I was try, I was going to remember if you, I can't remember the exact time. I don't think it was a touchdown. I think it got him into the red zone. Yeah, I think, it was I think like you're right. Down to the five-yard line or 10-yard line. But, but yeah, it was, there was no one. I don't know, within five, 10 yards, it was just like, how do you let him? And it was, it was later in the game too. Like it was just an absolute yeah. blown, blown coverage. Um, so yeah, Justin Jefferson certainly feels like the story. Uh, yeah. Let's do this. Normally we go three downs. Let, let's start first down and talk with the offense. And I think the talk sure. with the offense certainly starts with Justin Jefferson. Uh, yeah. It's easy after one game to get ahead of ourselves and, and do that. I think we'll, we try to be optimistic here, but we also try to be realistic. Yep. Um, saying that, like that performance yesterday had people all over the NFL talking. Um, and yep. I don't know what else you can say about Jefferson. Like you, you mentioned top three wide receiver. Like people, if he if he does that, um, there are going to be some conversations around the the league about where he ranks at the top of the top of the receivers, and it's going to be it would be really hard. But that was an MVP like 
performance yesterday. I know, like I've, you know, I think, you know, people have probably, you know, had that thought cross their mind. But then I also think back, you know, Cooper Cup Triple Crown last year, and he didn't win it. So it's like, what does a receiver need to do to win this award? Um, and honestly, I don't know. In the same sense of like, you look at Aaron Donald and some of the season seasons, like, what does it take for a defensive tackle to win this award? Um, but certainly would be deserving of being in that conversation if he could carry this kind of performance through 17 games. We don't expect, I don't think Sam expects it. I don't expect two touchdowns, 184 yards every single game. But just overall, when you kind of step back at the 17 games, look, give it a bird's eye view. If he's, you know, in this range and doing stuff similar to what he did in week one, you got to at least think long and hard about Jefferson being that MVP. Now, it's one game. And the, but, you know, but then there's that balance too where like the Packers defense is actually legit. Like Jair Alexander is actually a really good corner and give O'Connell credit for finding ways to, you know, get Jefferson off of Green Bay's and boring corner. But, you know, like they got talent. That front seven is really impressive. Darnell Savage, Adrian Amos, like they're good safety tandem, right? Like there's, there's talent there. Razul Douglas, Eric Stokes, like they're, they're good players in that Packers secondary. Now, obviously, they can't hang with Jefferson, but like I would have expected, I did expect um, kind of more, I don't know, to be for it to be more competitive at the very least. And I actually thought the Packers were going to win, but the offense was so good. Um, and in a sense, I think, you know, you stand back and you say they only scored 23 points, which isn't actually that many. I mean, last year they finished as the 14th ranked offense and uh, they averaged 25 points a game. So here they're below that, right? And and last year's offense was like good, like a touch above average in terms of points for it. In a sense, they're almost like a victim of their own success, just in that they kind of had control of the game pretty much from start to finish. When you look back at it now, there really wasn't much need, you know, to put the gas pedal down and really try and ratchet it up into the 30s, you know, flirt with 40. Like there really wasn't much need to really kind of go for it on offense. So even the 23 points doesn't even feel, even though it's a modest number overall, you still look back at the offense and think, man, they friggin' had a nice game. Like they did really excellently. Yeah, no, they did. And and uh, Thielen had a quote at the end of the game where he just said like, he hasn't really been part of an offense where it felt like they just like kept going no matter what the score. I know you're saying like, there certainly was this feeling that like, you look at uh, going into half. I think they would have, uh, it was 17, nothing going into half. Right. And so they only had six second half points. So yeah, definitely uh, modest, but it also, it just didn't really feel at risk at any point. Uh, yeah. And that was, that was a weird feeling uh, considering yep. what we felt the last couple of years. Um, <sighs> totally. So, so yeah, it was just totally. like, it was a different feel. Like we both, uh, we actually, we were talking last night uh, and both text each other at the like same time saying like, was there a game last year? that felt like this and yeah and certainly there was some some good wins last year but but just the feeling of being in control and like um like i can't imagine i like i'm attaching the word comfort uh to like a vikings game but it was just like yeah it just felt there so to wrap up the offense side there's just there's so many areas that we can talk about um whether you want to talk about kirk cousins or kevin o'connell uh one of the things I'm interested in to hear your perspective on was the offensive line, because like you said, Kenny Clark 
great player, but yeah, excellent. Overall, pretty impressive performance. I thought maybe from the offensive line. Um, maybe you right. want to go a different direction, but I'm I that that was something that stood out to me. I'll say it's 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 often really hard just after watching the game one time to kind of get a good sense of the offensive line because you're so focused on you know the, what the quarterback is doing and then the running back and the receiver you know the guys who have the ball in their hands and I thought there were some really rough moments for both Bradbury and Ingram and so I'll be curious to see you know once I get a chance to rewatch the game and then I'm sure folks uh, will you know be discussing this topic um, kind of what comes from that but um, my sense is that it was a it was an okay game a pretty good game for the offensive line, but not dominant. And uh, I thought there was some really good, especially as the game wore on, uh, some really well-designed runs and, and good lanes in the run game, which I think is basically what we expect, that the team should be able to run the ball pretty effectively. And uh, pass pro was up and down at times. So that's my sense. Uh, I'll rewatch the game, certainly, and, and focus on certain things and uh, and then we'll kind of see from there. But that's kind of my not very sophisticated first impression. No, I think that's fair. I, I maybe in reflection, I feel like there's been times where it's been a real weakness and a glaring weakness. Yeah, uh, and it yeah. didn't feel like that as much. Certainly, there was some breakdowns yesterday. It wasn't perfect. Yeah. Uh, I saw Cousins stepping up in the pocket a few times and made it work. Uh, yeah, but give him it, credit. Maybe it's yeah. just. Maybe the the stance is to say that it's good enough and good enough against a a good challenge, uh, and so and that's the thing. If the offensive line is just like you know pretty good, like there's enough there with the skill that the offense is going to be very good, right? Because yeah. the receivers are so good, the running backs are so good. Kirk Cousins in reality is a good quarterback. Um, there's enough there, and then if Kevin O'Connell can kind of keep putting together these nice game plans there's enough there for this team to be pretty scary on offense. Yeah. Yeah. It, it really is. Well, let's transition. And actually I'll transition with a question that I saw um, Cole Smith asked last night. I don't know if you saw this, but he asked what oh. you're more impressed with from that performance, whether it was the offense, or the defense. Um, so as we transition to the defensive side of the ball, how, what, which, which way would you lean? Cause I, I think they're both great. Um, I would say defense just because you, hold the Packers to seven points. But Christian Watson should have made it 14 points. And maybe if he scores that long touchdown, we're talking about a very different game because that's the first play of the game. So, and then there's that there's that goal line stand, which, you know, could have easily been points. And I, I don't want to say that as a negative for the Vikings because at the end of the day, yeah, you bend, but you didn't break. And so that's a win for the defense. And so good on Ed Donatel. And good on those players. I mean, Jonathan Bullard had a great push, right? And and then Zedary Smith scraped up on the backside. I mean, that's really, you know, goal line defense 101, right? The guys are very stout, um, you know, where the Packers are running the ball. And then you have a defender scraping down from the backside. Excellent team football. And just individual guys winning their matchups. And it all kind of comes together in what is an excellent play. So, I give uh, I give Donatel credit and I give the players certainly credit. Um, it could have easily been different, and you, we also want to keep in mind too: no Jenkins, no Bakhtiari, no Alan Lazard. And I know Alan Lazard isn't Devontae Adams, but I really expect him to be their their number one wide receiver. And I think their pass game is going to be a decent clip better. 
once they have Alan Lazard in there. And then obviously they're two best offensive linemen. So, you know, you put in these factors. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't, they weren't playing, they weren't playing the best version of factors. No. But the Vikings defense was impressive. No, they, so, they were. Yeah. You, yeah. You, you kind of find some sort of balance there. You don't want to get over the moon excited, right? But then you also think, Frig, well done. You know, well done. Yeah. No, there were some really good things. I think it, uh, one, I, I hope the Vikings team is sending a gift basket to the schedule makers because uh, to play <laughs> the Packers yeah. week one is a blessing. Like the, what we saw yesterday is not what we'll see when they have a rematch later in the season. Uh, yeah, I think you're it, probably right. Yeah, it it's going to be hard to imagine uh, that Packers team looking that bad ever, and and watching um, Aaron Rodgers frustrated. He was frustrated from the first play. It was just very like, what a um, I, we don't need to talk about him. Uh, <laughs> but as we're talking about the defense, maybe one of the things that we uh, if if you haven't heard already, we did a bold predictions episode and actually turned into an article that uh, Kyle wrote over at Purple PTSD about uh, bold predictions for the season. And and one of those was that there would be 30 sacks between uh, Neil Hunter and Zadarius Smith. Mm-hmm. And yesterday we got to see them add one to the total. So we're at, we're, we're going to do a countdown uh, yeah, each week. We've got, uh, we've got two, two of 30 completed. Uh, one game in that was a lot of fun to watch them it wasn't I wouldn't say it's necessarily like they're saw them every play but there was especially Smith uh noticed was just making plays throughout the game yesterday I thought Zadarius Smith was more disruptive than Hunter um I thought at times a couple of the D linemen weren't as noticeable. Harrison Phillips, Dalvin Tomlinson, Daniel Hunter. Um, they certainly made some plays. Um, you know, Daniel Hunter almost got home for that second sack. Aaron Rodgers was able to kind of elude him. But then DJ Wanham, that was DJ Wanham's sack. where the game was, you know, uh, Hunter kind of flushed him from the pocket and Wanham, uh, again, give credit to Wanham, just kind of kept pursuing. Uh, I just thought he was very disruptive. And I really was encouraged to see. We knew this was going to happen, I think. Anyone who you know, kind of maybe have seen Donatel defense a little bit. I was really encouraged to see how much that front got moved around, you know, different guys being put in different places. And I thought at times we got too hung up about, oh, Harrison Phillips is the only nose tackle that's on the depth chart. And, you know, Dalvin Thompson's a defensive end. And, you know, he's going to play five technique and three technique. And like, like I get it, like he's, Phillips is going to be a nose tackle. It is a nose tackle. And, and Dalvin Thompson is going to play three and five technique. These guys get shuffled around, right? And, and you know, Zadarius Smith, Daniel Hunter are going to get moved inside. The bigger dudes, the D tackles are going to get, you know, flexed kind of more outside along the line. So it's just, it's going to be very dynamic and uh, overall encouraged. But I think, I really think they're just kind of scratching the surface. Like, I think they can be much better than what they were yesterday even. Yeah, no, absolutely. It, uh, I just, Watching the first drive and watching Daniel Hunter come off the line and like his speed and size, I was like, yeah. "Oh man!" Like I, I haven't been watching the Vikings for for very much. I've heard a lot of talk about him, but it just hasn't been a healthy last couple seasons. 
yep. for him. Uh, but that like that guy can fly and he's a yeah. big guy. Like I was just he's like very long. Long, very like long. just like I was yep. like, wow, like this is this is impressive to watch yep. Uh, yep. a man like that move. So so it's it's gonna be really interesting to see. It, maybe in wrapping up the defensive side, anything else that maybe you noticed yesterday um, that was maybe either point of optimism or maybe something you're watching for that maybe there's a little bit of concern and hoping that there's some growth. I'll simply note that Cameron Dantzler left momentarily for an injury and true to the depth chart, a Caleb Evans is the one who came in uh, the fourth round rookie rather than uh, either Chris Boyd, who's been in Minnesota for a few years and rather than Andrew Booth Jr., who was selected in the second round. So I just, I'll put that out there just without comment. I just thought it was notable. I, I think that's fair. I, I think uh, the what happens with the corner uh, situation, just the the coverage there. The um, I think it's it's going to be interesting to see who steps up there. And I think there's certainly was some good plays from lots of different players yesterday. Uh, Chan Sullivan almost had that interception. Uh, close, really close. He should have had it, really. But yeah. that would have been a fantastic interception because oh, that was yeah. it was you couldn't you could see there was such a small window and you couldn't even see the ball. I don't think that's true. Yeah, um, and the ball was zipped in there pretty good. Like ball was zipped. Ball. It was fast. It was quick, and there was yeah. it was a tight window. And and I don't think from the the camera angle, I saw, I don't think he was able to really see that ball much but mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. yeah just i think something to to watch out for especially when they start to play some uh some really strong receiver cores uh to see how that how that side uh how they handle that philadelphia week two we're gonna see philadelphia week two so that's that's a great transition because that's what I, I wanted to get to so great week one win you start to look ahead of the schedule and i think you, you got to be careful about what you do, but Philadelphia, good team, but also feels like a winnable game. What, how are you preparing? What are you watching out for as they get ready for, if I am not mistaken, Sunday night football uh, against the Philadelphia Eagles? You are mistaken. It is Monday night football. So you're, you're, you're uh-huh. yeah, you're, you're mostly there. But if I'm not mistaken, if I'm not mistaken, I believe it is Monday night. Um, so what I'm actually, what I'm really curious to see is, uh, you know, can Kevin O'Connell replicate, uh, what he just did right now, the lions just dropped 35 on the Eagles. And I think the lions are an improved team, but I don't think they should be as good as Minnesota. So I'll just be very curious to see now that there's, you know, one week of film, which isn't, a ton, but it is still something, you know, you know, how does, how does this offense look against the Eagles next week? You know, especially now with all these, you can just, you can just foresee these narratives about, um, you know, the Vikings exceeding expectations and getting this great week one victory. And now you get, you know, Monday night football. And of course, Kirk Cousins in prime time. Can they go two and oh, you know, will the spotlight be too much? So on and so forth. And so I'll just be very curious to see um, what they can do against the Eagles defense they certainly have the talent to uh, to win. I think, like, I think at the end of the day, on paper, Minnesota is a better team. 
But again, I'll just be curious to see if I had to nitpick a little bit to be just a little bit critical, which is ridiculous to even have this concern. But just, you know, there wasn't a ton of Adam Thielen. There wasn't a ton of KJ Osborne. Uh, really, basically, no Irv Smith Jr. And so going forward, it would obviously be good for the Vikings to be more balanced, right? And they certainly, and then, you know, we addressed this. Like, it, they didn't really need to, right? You know, and Justin Jefferson was so open. Why would you not hit your number one wide receiver when he's so open and he's so excellent? Uh, but just moving forward, finding a little greater degree of balance on offense would, I think, be productive. Um, and so I, I guess I'm just looking forward to seeing, you know, can Kevin O'Connell do this again? And uh, what does it look like? What, what, what does it look like against the Eagles? Right. And, and uh, we'll kind of see. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think the critic like, and I know you're not necessarily criticizing, but the critique about not having as much of a balanced perspective on the offensive side with the personnel and, and just the, the players that are being used again, yep. it didn't matter yesterday. And Jefferson was able to create separation uh, so well that yeah. again, it's, it's not like you're you're trying to figure out or making sure that you're giving everyone the ball evenly. Uh, but teams are going to be ready for this now, and it'll be interesting to see the way that teams respond to Jefferson uh, and the type of coverage he receives. And that's just going to mean that other guys are open, and the guys you mentioned there are all quality players who can make plays. Yeah, uh, and teams are going to find out quickly that uh, this is not just a a one man offense. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how they do it, what they do. Uh, and just to say you are correct. I just, I had seen the schedule. I saw there was a, a late night game and hadn't looked at the date. So Monday night mm-hmm. football Monday nighter yeah, against, uh, against the Eagles. It's going to be interesting to see. I be interesting to see how this team responds to a, a win. And I think for this team to be able to be in a good spot, they need to, string together a few wins. And, and we talked about, we did a scheduled prediction at the very start. Uh, there's an opportunity at the start, especially it feels like to put themselves in a really good position. Uh, and we, we talk about, especially with the buy, there's kind of this pre buy post buy type of way to look at the, the schedule. And if this team can have a winning record uh, going yeah. into the, the yep. buy and actually put themselves in a really good spot so they mm-hmm. can do what they do. Uh, and and continue on for the rest of the season, that would be really helpful. So uh, really looking for the Vikings to to get to a 2-0 spot. Certainly. Yeah, certainly. What I, I, I just quickly looked up the stats in the Eagles-Lions um, game. Uh, Devontae Smith didn't have any catches, but A.J. Brown had 10 for 155. And then yeah. Jalen Hurts ran the ball 17 times for 90 yards. So the defense... I mean, they're going to have some talented receivers to deal with. And then Hurts, you know, being able to kind of pass the ball and run the ball as well. It's a bit of a difference. Uh, even though, you know, Rodgers is quite mobile, I think it'll be a bit of a different attack and a different uh, approach for the defense as well. So anyhow, it's going to be a very fascinating game. It's very easy to coach when everything is going well. And I think that's true for basically any level, but especially true at the highest level. Um you know, if there is adversity, if they do get behind, you know, or like has this team respond and, and they did everything right in week one. So let's hope that that can continue to, you know, extend into week two and, and so on and so forth. Absolutely. Yeah. No, it, uh, different, definitely different quarterback. Fascinating to see 
what the Vikings do in terms of who gets the primary coverage of uh, Brown, because that is a, um, it's a big dude. Uh, yeah. Strong and strong. And, and so again, it would be interesting to see what the Vikings do in that situation, who uh, takes on that matchup and, and, and how they work, but, but it's going to be fun. It's, you know, what Monday night football, uh, I think people will be curious to tune in. I think, People even outside of the of Vikings fans are maybe yeah, kind of yeah. be curious about who like what Justin Jefferson is like. Yeah. And I think there's always the conversation around Kirk Cousins and, and these types of games. Yeah. Um there's an opportunity here for a lot of people uh on this team and and it's a statement win against the Packers. But to be a good team, you need to you need to do it more than once. Uh so be uh i really curious to see actually how this team responds to that type of win um and uh so we'll we'll be back next week to to break it down any last words no i mean nothing for me just a refreshing refreshing performance week one win very encouraging yeah absolutely no it uh yeah it just felt Felt really good yesterday. Uh, like I said, felt comfortable. So hopefully you can keep it up. Excited to look and see what happens. We'll be back next week to break it down. We'll be coming out on Tuesday since the game is on Monday. So we'll uh, we will talk then. Take care, everyone. <laughs>